so I saw, but I did go to the theater and saw Super Pets today. Okay. And felt very uncomfortable. Ah. Oh, yeah, I, I could just bring my kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried getting my friends to go with me who have kids, and you know nobody was interested. So it's like, oh, all right. They can't, you can't I'll get just, I'll just go during an go? early matinee. Yeah. It's like I'm really into the, superhero stuff. I'm really into and then, uh, and then a whole row of like you know five and six year olds are just sitting down like, oh, yeah, fucking great, <laughs> fucking great. This is perfect, dude. Perfect. I remember when I was doing stuff for the newspaper, going by myself to watch one of the Fifty Shades movies. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and just be like, fuck it, I'm getting popcorn and candy. I'm just gonna enjoy myself. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah, just just try to yeah. enjoy the picture. <laughs> I have an owner, and he's Superman. Let me just iron that out. They should call me Iron Man. <laughs> no. My dog's the best, but he's not the greatest with other animals. What is new with you, fellow normal dog? Tell me about the mission. Did you see anything unusual? It's above our pay grade. Do I get a cookie now? <laughs> Jessica Jones. I saw you. What do you want to know? Can you punch through a wall? Stop a moving car? A slow moving car. This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by Gems Art Studio. This podcast is also brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome to another Organized Chaos podcast, the greatest podcast in all of human existence. Uh, I am Bob, Organized Chaos, and with me is Bobby Quarters. Bobby, how you doing? I'm not, not so bad, man. Not so bad. Uh, actually, uh, truth be told, I'm a little, like, super excited. This is kind of like, you know, the night, be- the night before Christmas almost. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to see, like, one of my favorite bands up in Cleveland, so I'm just... Very excited and antsy. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it's fish, right? It's my, yes. 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 Uh, <laughs> yes. My memory is like yes. you said it, and I was like, I, I'm 99% sure that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's definitely fish. Uh, that should be a good show. Uh, yeah, I, I hope so. It'll be my first time seeing them in Blossom, and uh, I've never been to a show show at boss or at blossom music center hmm. have seen it and i kind of one time discovered it by mistake with a friend no nice no nice. we we were at cuyahoga for the day just taking a day trip hiking mm-hmm. and you know we're just hiking along going through some trails we see oh hey you know i see like a center or something like we were trying to find a bathroom you know mm. maybe there's a bathroom there you know we go in and next thing we know we're looking walking through what looks a lot like a music venue yeah we walk a little nice. further and oh yeah this is the lawn that's a stage dude this uh, is blossom <laughs> uh, nice you're a very far distant voice saying you know like hey what are you doing here leaving yeah <laughs> oh and if you're watching the video and see me occasionally checking my hand it's because i fucked up my hand it might be broken oh god so i'm, I'm finding first, out yeah you didn't show me earlier oh god yeah. oh yeah it's looking a little rough. Ooh. We will see. We will see. We will see. Oh. Got, the, got the good old instant report filed at work, so. <laughs> oh, joy. 
Yeah. Bureaucracy. <laughs> Woo! But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, outside of a broken hand, we, we should have an interesting show. As far as quality, yeah. I feel like we, we range a good uh, gamut today. We're going to be discussing something uh, yeah. fine, something bad, and something pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. Some, I'd say something that's all right. Yeah. Something that, well, for me, was surprisingly great. Yeah. And uh, something else that was just, oh, man, I want my hour 45 back, <laughs> <Yeah>. Bob. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I. Yeah. So well, we will be talking about DC League of Super Pets. We will be talking about uh, Shane Black's The Predator from four years ago. Getting ready for no. Prey coming up. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah, have been four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, almost exactly. I think it came out in September. Oh, okay. And then we'll be talking about the first five episodes of Jessica Jones. Slowly getting, yes. getting caught up before Daredevil Born Again, which we have time before, but good to clear out some of the stuff before we're rushing through shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because, you know, while we have this gap, because now there's a bunch of, well, after Comic-Con, they did announce a lot of new uh, series that are going to be coming to Disney+, Plus, mm-hmm. both Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah. There was one that they did announce today, a new series. I think it might be on now. Uh, what series are, are you thinking releasing, of? Like, uh, I think it's called uh, Aeor. Andor? Andor? Hold on. Yes, Andor. Okay, yeah, it's the character from Rogue One. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Te- I'm interested to see what that's like. Um, he wasn't one of my favorites from Rogue One, but uh, yeah, it, no, it, I, it doesn't I, mean it, it's I agree bad. It could you. be interesting. Could be. It could be interesting, and it could be nice to get a you know a few more layers on that character, yeah. but also just yeah, all right. Yeah, no, like I would be much more interested. I don't remember the character's name, but Donnie Yen's character in that movie. In that movie. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you know. But I mean, I'd be okay with it if uh, Alan Tudyk and his Shit. is there with him. Yeah, like, I, I am. I am <laughs> much more on board if he's there. <laughs> or, or, or just you know, it follows Alan Tudyk, the the assassin, <laughs> the bounty hunting drone. Yeah, droid. I would be also very much all right. I, with I'm that. cool with Alan Tudyk. Period. <laughs> just, just yeah. yeah. Even that series that he did for a short while, where he pretty much played himself. Yeah. I actually have like not Con seen Man. that. But I've wanted to see that. Yeah, Con Man. I've watched. I've caught a few episodes of it. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. In, in case you're wondering, it's called. And it's even better. Oh, oh to people. That... And even the ones with uh, Nathan. F- yeah, the ones with Nathan Fillion yeah. on it are really funny too. And to the people listening, it's called Con Man because he is a convention man. <laughs> yep. He makes his living at conventions yes. off of a show that was very, very popular, but only had a one season run. Yes. <laughs> he does have a co-star who was on that show with him, who has had a v- fairly moderate, successful career after it, who is portrayed by Nathan Fillion yeah. in the show. Huh. Huh. Although I do think that's interesting <laughs> that they both had fairly big careers after it yeah they do it's worth they've probably been the two well i mean i mean i'm sure some would argue that you know nathan has had the bar like the the far better and the more successful one but i mean yeah sure with you know appearances on screen yeah now however with voice work alan tudyk just kills it yeah well in uh as far as tv it would definitely be fillion but like movies 
it, it, I would have to go more for Tudyk, mainly because all the voice work he's doing in movies. <laughs> yeah, well, there's even one joke. Like, I think probably one of the most, like, quoted, like, I wouldn't say one of the most quoted, but it's definitely something that is always quoted whenever Dodgeball was brought up, is any Steve the Pirate reference. Yes. And <laughs> Steve the Pirate was played by Alan Tudyk. Yes. <laughs> and Dodgeball is awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, Dodgeball is a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> But but this is like I mean Alan Tudyk, yeah. he's a pirate. Yes, cool. <laughs> yes, he is a pirate that plays dodgeball. <laughs> I mean I don't even know why or if he was written that way, but you know I mean I just imagine you know Alan couldn't find anything, but he found this pirate costume. Like I'll just show up and wear yeah. this. This will be fine. And they're like, oh, it works. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious, dude! Way to improv. Yeah. Yes, you're a pirate now. <laughs> but uh... and Alan's just thinking, I went to Juilliard. <laughs> I could do this. <laughs> uh. Are we right ahead into some news? Yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's get into the news. Uh, so John Stewart's been making the rounds. Once again, Republican senators are holding up veterans' funds to help them along mm-hmm. because they're assholes. I don't yeah, know. Most what... of the which are... Oh, sorry, go go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I don't know of a nicer way to put it. A lot of these Republicans in the, the preliminary vote uh, voted for it. And now it's to the actual vote, and John Stewart's actually on YouTube pointing out a lot of their hypocrisy because they're saying, "Oh, they changed it in between the two. And John Stewart's like, "I looked mm-hmm. at it. No, they didn't. You guys are being assholes." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I need to find it, but I did see one Republican uh, member up oh, here. It is Marsha Blackburn. Yeah, she's she admitted that she did it only just to agitate Dems. Yeah, no, that's that's mainly what Republicans do. Uh, the opposition and, party and a lot of other ones are yeah are definitely echoing that, mm-hmm. which is just yeah, uh, it annoying. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> fucking over veterans just to to own the Dems. Uh, it's they can go fuck themselves. Uh, just seriously. Uh, these are people yeah. who have fought and injured themselves for our country, and you are going to fuck with them just to own the Dems? I mean, it's childish, and I am grateful that there are people with, like John Stewart who have a voice, who are able to say, you know, this is bullshit, who are able to call it out for what it is. Uh, he has a great, like, nine-minute speech that's on his YouTube channel, The Problem with John Stewart. Uh, which I believe mm-hmm. is an Apple Plus show, which I don't have Apple Plus, so I don't get to watch it. <laughs> um, but he also did a, a, I think yesterday he posted a response video to Ted Cruz uh, talking about why he couldn't vote for it, which was also great. And yeah, I mainly just wanted to give a shout out to him because I, uh, I think it's great that he comes out and really fights for the veterans. Because goddamn, these Republicans surely don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, back in, uh, I was still in, I was just out of high school mm-hmm. and I found this shot, this shirt at a head shop that said, you know, John Stewart for president yeah, in 2008. Yeah. And like, I, I wore that thing proudly because I, he's somebody there's, I'd say that in my high school years, there's two people that I genuinely have to thank for a awakening me to politics and b giving me a better understanding of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, one is Mike Burkhart, our fat Mike of no effects, political awakening. Mm-hmm. And uh, John Stewart for really helping me understand it better. Yeah. Well, his run on the and, Daily and, Show was amazing. Yeah. 
And yeah, sure, a lot of people would definitely look at it and say, like, oh, they just mostly did, you know, satirical takes on it, not actual news takes or anything like that. But no, John reported the what he believed to be the facts and yeah. his opinion on it. But he also broke it down and just explaining, like, for absurd things that would happen in either the House or the Senate, for example. He would, yeah, give a satirical and comedic take on it, but with that, he's also, you know, well, a kind of pandering to his audience, but by doing that, explaining it to him. Because most people are watching it for the channel for a laugh. Mm -hmm. But they're also getting informed. Yes. And comedy has always, for years, definitely informed people on things by making light of situations and other things. Mostly in satire, but... Yeah, sure. Jon Stewart. I, I absolutely give Jon Stewart nothing but admiration and respect. Yeah, like, I... I would probably have to say he he helped me out with politics quite a bit. I was kind of politically intrigued yeah. before him, but yeah, he he was great. Um, George Carlin, of course, was a big influence. Oh yeah, for, me for that. Yeah, too. yeah. George Just, George taught, told me what the monster I would be against. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he explained what the mon he told me that there's a monster and mm -hmm. it's called politics. And I know there's a among other things. George I know, taught me. I know there's a great old interview between George Carlin and John Stewart back when John Stewart had uh, was very very young, and it's probably on YouTube and it's worth checking out because they're just two legends at this point. They're just yeah, yeah. But uh, there there is a GIF of Carlin I've I've had quite frequent use of lately. Yeah, and it's from one of his later uh, stand up specials where he's like, "Boy, these conservatives sure are something, aren't they?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as he got older, he got much more uh, angry, and mm -hmm. it's one of those things where at the time I don't know if I was a hundred percent with him, but as times have gotten by, I'm like, "Oh, he's just ahead of the curve," because now I'm with him one hundred percent. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. yeah. Now mm -hmm. I'm like, God. Where are you now, yeah, George? Yeah, no shit. You need to lead the way. <laughs> like, I mean, there are people out there misquoting you, sir. Yeah, no, there are fucking Republicans trying to own George Carlin, and it's like, no, he was that's, not that's just one about of as, you. He was not conservative. That makes that makes exactly as much sense <laughs> as a Republican senator or candidate trying to use any rage against the machine music ever. Well, I, I think you're thinking of probably a specific example. I don't recall one, but I could see it. Oh, <laughs> no. There, there, there are several mm -hmm. I can use, but I, I, I know there was at a convention where they were, like, you know, getting down to their music, mm -hmm. and I, I found out about this through following Tom Morello on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, first of all, this is absurdly wrong. Yeah. There are so many things wrong with what's happening right here. Mm -hmm. They are literally dancing and celebrating about a song that we are saying about their exact evils mm -hmm. oh I, I i can't even begin to describe how angry i feel right now yeah. and it's like i bet man yeah no uh people love to miss his music i mean the most famous was probably reagan using uh born in the usa for his campaign it's like, Ooh. <laughs> and springsteen was like no, no. So, wait i didn't know that really yeah, like, yeah. genuinely really oh yeah no that was that was a real thing he campaigned using that and springsteen was oh like god. fuck no <laughs> oh god no i thought it was bad when i heard them use fortunate son yeah <laughs> i mean i couldn't just go eh. 
Mm. I don't know about that. Yeah, you can't push me on that one. <laughs> but, I mean, yes, you are. Mm. But it's not a complimentary yeah. thing in this song. No. Um, But uh, uh, are we ready to move on? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, it was over the weekend, right? Yeah, over the weekend, we lost two people. We lost uh, yeah. Bill Russell, who was a basketball player. Uh, I unfortunately am not that up to date with basketball, but I, I've heard he's a legend, and I have yeah. heard of him. So right. he almost certainly was. If I if I'm not up to date with basketball and I've heard of him, he was probably a big deal. <laughs> I believe he was all time leader in points. I'm gonna consult the Google right now. Okay. He won eleven championships. Wow. Mm. Wow, he led the Celtics to 11 champ. Wow. Jeez. Whoo. <laughs> the single most devastating force in the history of the game, as a coach, uh, Red uh, Auberbach, had said. Oh, God. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, according to uh, more results from Google, it said, why is Bill Russell important? The rush. Uh, Bill Russell's legacy blends basketball, dominance, activism, and laughs. NBA legend Bill Russell died at the age of 88. The Rush examines Russell's larger-than-life basketball account. Oh, it seems like it's reading the headline of their article. Mm. But, yeah, wow. So, um, yeah, 11 championships. Yeah, that's Ooh. impressive. Yeah, that he is a big deal. Um, yeah, wow. Played uh, in this late, it looks like the 60s were his uh, years of... Uh, predominance mm. but uh he wasn't the only one to pass unfortunately and i am familiar with the other person yeah. uh saturday yeah, night as am i uh nichelle yeah. nichols passed star trek yeah. lieutenant Odora, the original she was 89 yeah they announced they announced it early sunday morning yeah yeah the family announced it on i saw it on instagram but i don't know if that was the original i saw it on uh from her personal facebook page early sunday morning okay but yeah, with like the picture with the roses by her star. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I yeah. think I think it was pretty much the same post on all our social media. Yeah, yeah. That one took the wind out of me that yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Well, that one was just oh. Well, I mean, her role as Lieutenant Uhura is a big deal. Uh, famously, Martin Luther King Jr. came to her when she was thinking about quitting because they weren't coming up with much for her to do. So she was like, "I'm. I think I'm just gonna step out." He yeah, famous... She's just not going to be part of the scenery, yeah. Yeah, she, he famously came out and said, hey, listen, representation matters. You're on that screen every week. People are seeing you working with people in this yeah. sci-fi futuristic adventure. We need to be seen as equal parts of everybody. And yeah. after that, she's just a fixture with Star Trek. She stayed around until, uh, what, the sixth movie was like 91, so... All three seasons, yeah. uh, the animated series. Yeah, she, well, well, I think, yeah, that was the last one with the original cast. Yes, yes. There was a couple members in Generations, but she wasn't there. I think she's done well, some fan I mean, films, though, so like she's stuck around with Star I, Trek for a while. I, and she, I think she's one that would always do the cons, too. Yes. Yeah, she was at uh, Cincinnati Comic Expo in 2019, and I did not go to see her, and I don't know why. I wonder if maybe she was on Sunday, because I didn't go Sunday. Can't imagine why I didn't see her. But she I was at a Comic Con here in Columbus years ago. Yeah, and she happened to be getting by the table, mm. 
and there was a line and I just happened to be walking past where I saw in between the fins and just happened to look. I looked and just smiled and waved. Yeah. She waved back. Nice. Didn't nice. meet her, but just smiled and waved. Nice. Mm. Like, hello. Hello, Miss Williams. Mm. <laughs> hello, you. Yeah. You are awesome. Mm. <laughs> Hi, ma'am. Yes, but she is a legend. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, there's only three left of the original crew now. It's uh Yeah. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. As soon as I, I I read that, I was like, just Kirk, Sulu, and Chekhov. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. I remember when D Force Kelly died in '99. It's like, oh God, no! Now they're gonna start dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I like I said, got into Star Trek and especially the original crew much later in life. Like I didn't grow up watching it. I always knew of it, mm-hmm. but I would. Definitely younger, I was more of a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. But you know, as I've gotten older, I've learned to like love and appreciate both of them equally. Yeah, they... and even the fact that you know both the creators praised each other's work. Yeah, yeah, for sure, is also the best blessing. Which I don't know why we argue over it. Yeah, it both gets, the guys get silly. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of the reason why they're both so prominent is because. Uh, Bobby is getting oh. very choppy. Yeah, oh, yeah you were too, a little. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But uh, part of the reason why they're well, so prominent course. is... Uh, is uh, Yeah, I know. It's it's slowly fixing itself. The, we're having camera <laughs> and connection issues, but hey, we'll work through it. But yeah, yeah. Star Wars and Star Trek. Uh, obviously, Star Trek came first. And it was a partial inspiration for Lucas. It was that and like Flash Gordon stuff. So part of mm-hmm. the reason Star Wars exists because Star Trek. And then the success of Star Wars inspired Star Trek movies. So part mm-hmm. of the reason Star Trek is still very popular and has some great movies behind it is because of Star Wars. So like they really have a symbiosis between each other. They they push each other forward and it's great. Um they're both great franchises. If if you're not watching one because you're diehard for the other one, you're missing out. You are. They're both great. You mm-hmm. really are. T- take it from mm-hmm. like someone who would have been sworn a lifelong Star Wars fan. There is such yeah. uh, a limitless world of, of possibilities and undiscovered vastness in Star Trek that is just so awesome. Yeah. Such, it, it is such beautiful storytelling at its best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's yeah. classic and it pushed boundaries for the time. So and it and it, and it did all every almost every series did. Yeah, it's it's still doing it uh, mm-hmm. now. So I mean, I guess we're going off to a little side, yet, but uh, I know William Shatner recently said that Gene Roddenberry would be turning over his grave over the new stuff, and I'm kind of like, Ugh. it sounds kind of like old man yelling at cloud to me. It does. I, I respect his his role in the legacy, but. Um, Dude, <laughs> he does sound Star like Star Trek was always about pushing boundaries. <laughs> like you, you, you kiss Nichelle Williams on screen at a time where Michelle that Nichols, was yeah. on. Saying, sorry, yes, where that was unheard of. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. I mean, I. I okay, I don't Mr. Shatner. I did time to go. To I bed. did share that meme where it's like William Shatner. When did Star Trek become all political? You and that's a picture there. of him. You were there. You were you... literally there. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it does kind of sound a little bit like old man yelling at a cloud. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. He, he, I believe he's like 91, so. Good lord, he is. He's a legend, I'll give him that, but yeah. <laughs> Good lord, he is that old. Yeah. But are we ready for some super pets? Yeah, let's, let's get into it. All right, DC League of Super Pets. This is a movie that is fine. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. All right, are we ready for the fighter? No. Yep, yep, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, this is this is fun. I'll, uh, I will say as a comic book fan, this obviously, comic book movies are a big part of this channel, so obviously oh, yeah. this, this got on the radar. Yeah, and it, it And def- it's a comic book movie, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will say it definitely was like it had a lot of those notes in comic movies. Like yeah, a lot of the same sure. story beats and everything. Mhm. Uh, def- definitely different side to explore though. I don't think we've ever seen the super pets in any no. form. And I this is really the only form to truly explore them in. <laughs> yeah, I mean other than just uh appearances and books. Now I don't know how many of yeah. them were actually comic book accurate other than Crypto. Yeah. Well, Crypto, as voiced by The Rock, is the main character. And yes, he was Superman's dog. Yeah. Which... I don't know the exact origin in the comic book. Yeah, I don't know. But either. here he's just from Krypton. But I'm, <laughs> I'm almost pretty sure. I, I was kind of convinced at the beginning, or I wasn't. I, I, I forgot to check it before we started. But I was almost certain that they were using the original recording from the first Superman movie. I wasn't sure about that. It's I meant okay. To see if it, was it, it sounded footage, like Brando to you too. Like that. Yeah. It sounded yeah, like it okay. kind of sounded like that. Okay, it's good. Just a few moments. So it, it yeah. like could it be just a clip from Brando? Absolutely. Because I mean, <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking, like, God, wait. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That sounds really familiar. Like, is this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now you got me looking it up. Okay, League of Super Pets. Because it's it's such a short role, it easily could just be archive uh, footage. Oh, it absolutely could have just. I guess. Yeah, it could have just been in like a archive audio. Alfred Molina was Jor-El. Okay. I wonder if he uh, he might just be doing a Brando impression. Well, it was damn good. Yeah, no, it was really good. Damn good. I think, I think they add some like age to make it sound like an older recording too, because it seemed. It seemed like an older recording. It didn't seem like it quite fit, but I mean, it worked because it sounded like a classic Superman sound. Yeah, yeah. I did think it was kind of funny at the beginning where, like, they have the baby in the pod and the dog wants to go in there and can fit, but they're holding it back. And it's like, you know, if the kid will make it with the dog in there. Why not just let the dog go in? Yeah, just let the dog go <laughs> Which in. Which is eventually what they decide. It's like, but no, it was, you have to die but, with us. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a more like, Jarrell, really? The dog? Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, most most of the movie, we get, uh, we get the Superman origin. And I guess in this version, it's more for the crypto origin. But then, uh, what, we get... Uh, some evil super pets that uh where am i going with this uh evil super pets well we get one evil super pet in the league of super pets a bit later um oh yes because lex Luthor is getting the orange kryptonite mm-hmm. and the justice league stops him but this evil uh guinea pig was it a hairless guinea pig yeah it was a guinea hairless pig that guinea lost pig. its hair yeah. due to experimentation at lex corp 
<laughs> yes, yes. But she's dedicated to the Lex Luthor cause. She ends up getting some. She gets superpowers in this group in this shelter get superpowers as well, including Kevin Hart's ace. Um, who was Lulu? Was Lulu was the guinea pig? Yes. Okay, so that was Kate McKinnon. And then PB, uh, Merton, Chip. Yeah. Who was oh, yeah, the turtle? The voice casting I thought was fun. Who was the uh, turtle? I think that was Merton. Merton? Was that Natasha Leone? Doesn't seem right. Or was it? Oh man, you got me thinking now. It's not gonna say. <laughs> Maybe the wiki will say. Maybe. Maybe. Because did you notice all the curse words that they were bleeping out from the turtle? That seems vaguely familiar. It's been since Thursday since I've seen this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I had noticed it. Like, she, there was one where uh, the first one time she used her speed and she was just had to park randomly, and she's like. How the fuck did I get here? But it was like a beep, and it's like, I was like, wait a minute, what? Okay, so. Okay, yeah, so Natasha Leone is the turtle. Martin. Ah, all right. Diego Luna is Chip the Red Squirrel. And then Thomas Milditch and Ben Schwartz are the two guinea pigs, what fire and ice. Okay, I thought they sounded familiar. And we also get Keanu Reeves as Batman, which is something I it sounded familiar to me until I saw the crowd. I was like, "Oh fuck, of course it is." <laughs> yeah, I I that was one that I knew it was, and I loved it. Yeah, no, it that was, was awesome. Fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> he he he's like the badass Batman, but also mildly insecure. It's kind of a nice touch. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mildly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm I'm being nice. I mean. He's very insecure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm not insecure. What are you talking about? <laughs> that better be an official license toy. Yes. <laughs> or else I'm going to be furious. No, but uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, this squirrel ends up, or guinea pig, evil guinea pig, ends up taking over and capturing the entire Justice League. So it's up to the Super Bets to save the day. And it's a fun kids yep. movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's essentially the whole story. And it's fun. <laughs> yeah, if it was a good movie. If you're look, if you're looking for a big old comic book movie, this probably isn't it for you. But if if you have young kids, fun, fun. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah. I know it's getting. It's a good run. I know it's getting really good reviews. I'm not that hot on it to be honest, but it's it's entertaining. I wasn't. There were moments where I wasn't thrilled, but overall, I'm fine. It's not remotely the worst yeah. movie I've seen this year. Not remotely the worst movie on this podcast either. <laughs> no. I kind of thought it was uh, very bold of them to include a a lesbian couple. For like two seconds. As a quick shot. <laughs> yeah. For like two seconds, yes, but still. Yeah, yeah, like sure. I was like, oh wow, that's that's a bold choice. Yeah. Yeah, it's something. And I haven't heard one bit of one bit of backlash over that. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Well, most of these people aren't, or I don't know. <laughs> well, no, they're, they're they're probably all suffering what they feel is superhero fatigue, but the last one they probably watched was, you know, uh, uh, Infinity War. Mm -hmm. Well, they are probably um, all getting upset over their boycott of Black Panther, which is getting dumb. Getting... 
they're boycotting the Black Panther movie. Yeah, now. it took me a little bit to figure it out. They're doing it because they're demanding that T'Challa be recast. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of my no. reaction. <laughs> no. 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 It's like, listen, it's a creator's choice. I'm sure they had the conversation about recasting him and they chose not to. Black Panther's getting recast, so, like, don't even worry about Black Panther. Just the character T'Challa is not. And yeah. and now, after they have a teaser and the whole thing shot, you're going to be like, we're boycotting unless you recast it. They're not going to reshoot the movie for you. So, stupidest Sorry. fucking boycott ever. Soon. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I guess oh, you gotta have wow. your priorities. I guess. <laughs> mm, apparently. Yeah. But uh, yeah, League of Super Pets is absolutely fine. I, 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 I guess I don't have a whole lot to say about this one, other than it was fine. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like you, like we said, it was a kid. It was definitely a kid's For movie. Sure. I mean, there were some points that even made adults laugh. Like I chuckled genuinely a few times yeah. at this. Yeah, I. Like, there was a few good moments that did make me laugh. Yeah, I thought... Uh, and, you know, there was some that I felt were very emotional. I was like, oh, well, okay, cool. Yeah. That's they're, they're putting that in there. That's yeah. good. Uh, Batman was a fun comic relief character, which, I mean, he is in this movie. Uh, all the Justice League is to some degree, but definitely Batman. But I like how they play it serious, but comic relief. <laughs> the little kitten was hilarious. The little kitten. Uh, who was the little kitten? Uh, I think it was like a kit, kitty or something when it went evil. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. There was that scene in the alley where it was like firing rockets That's and right, like yeah. hairballs were grenades. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it... Mostly just because it was like obviously a kid doing the yeah, voice. Oh, for sure. And mm -hmm. there, there was one moment I did notice where I was like, one, two kitties coming for yeah. you. And I was like, ha, ha. And then, like, chuckling myself, like, I'm probably one of the only people who got that reference. That's right. I forgot about that line. Because yeah. I laughed aloud at that. I chuckled at that, and I was the only one chuckling. So that's what I was like, I'm the only one who watches horror Spiritually, I was with you because I chuckled at that, too. And then I chuckled, and I thought, oh, wow, that actually is a dark reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. Because then I started thinking of all the Freddy Krueger yeah. kills and just, oh, this is... No, I need to take this in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and not think of uh, Freddy killing a uh, feeding a girl so much until she explodes. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh... Or the time he turned one into a cockroach. Yeah. Children's movie. <laughs> children's movie. <laughs> but uh, are we ready to talk about our children's movie? <laughs> sure. The Predator. Uh, children will love this one. God. This is fun because the hunt has evolved. <laughs> oh man, this movie sucks. Yeah, I am a hundred percent. I know last week we didn't quite agree, but this this time I think we're going to agree. This was bad. <laughs> oh boy. Um. So we're gonna get a predator, right? And just super beef him oh, up on yeah. steroids. Pretty much make him the suit and, and not even be creative yeah. with it. Like call him the Predator Apex or anything. We're just going to call him the Super Predator. Yeah. Well, I mean, you brought up how you didn't like the the other Predator species in the last one. And I'm kind of on board with that because I didn't think they did a great job with it. 
handled so much better than in this movie, where we just get a 15-foot predator out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, and I'll admit, it is an intimidating presence, and it's just more of like, holy fuck, that is a big guy. Yeah. Like, it, mm. it it definitely made you know where your odds were, like, that the odds were stacked up against, like, our, the humans yeah. in this. But what I really hated the most about it is that it just kind of more felt like it was just shoved in there at the end. Yeah. Like, production came in, or, like, you know, producers were like, oh, we need to have another Predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it felt very be tacked the on. Because they were after a normal Predator for the longest time, and all of a sudden, that Predator's dead for this super Actually, predator mm. i was enjoying it until the super predator i mean i it's not better than the first one yeah the second one's still better than this in fact oh without doubt uh in fact i will tell you let's go over something i actually really like about this movie so uh we were introduced to the main character and eventually he ends up on this bus filled with soldiers with ptsd and they do like the mm-hmm. traditional like roundtable introduction, and I actually kind of like all these characters. This is the this yeah. group of this kind of shell shocked, fucked up soldiers that are, are definitely past their prime. This feels so Shane Black. This is the most Shane Black thing in this movie, and yeah, I like all that, these characters. That I, I... Yeah, I genuinely enjoyed that crew, yeah. that team of people. Yeah, and I was just like, wow, I like all these characters. I don't want to see them die one by one, but obviously we're getting them set up for that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm kind of on board. Give me a horror movie where I yeah. care about all the characters. That I mean, it's heartbreaking, but like, you talk about getting me emotional invested because I don't want anybody to die. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wasn't ready for uh, Ke- like a Keegan-Michael Keels or... Uh... Or Keegan Michael Key and uh, uh, Thomas James character to go the way they did, yeah. but man, that was cinematically beautiful. Yeah, no, they're yeah, th- th- those are probably my two favorite of this bunch. But I liked Nebraska a lot too. Uh, yeah, I did too. He he, he was cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he was cool. Yeah, uh, I love when they have Olivia Munn's character and she's in the hotel room, and like she wakes up and she goes for the gun. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I won the bet. She went for the gun, and then there's a little bit of struggle with the gun, and then you just hear her click as she pulls the trigger, and there's, like, this shocked silence. And then he goes, oh, I won again! She pulled the trigger! <laughs> you did, you did. It's like, what, was you going to bet that I was going to pull the trigger? No, that you were going to kill yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Like, the, these are fun characters, and they're stuck in this movie where so much of it doesn't make sense. Uh, I guess I should go ahead and do a correction because last week I commented on how this is just a sequel to the first one, it ignores the other ones. Completely fucking wrong. This one has lots of references to the second one. Yeah, I was surprised at the amount of references in this. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, you know, yeah. I was like, it could have been a while since you'd seen yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, uh, and we were in moment. Yeah, reference. <laughs> this is the second one quite a bit. So much so that we have Jake Busey here as one of the scientists who plays uh, Sean Keyes, and of course his father, Gary Buse, who was in Predator 2, and he played Peter Keyes. They don't say that it's father and son, but it's obviously that's what the intent is. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Well, it, it might be easy to miss because Jake Busey's in this movie, and then he's gone. He has We, we no see him begging him. for help, Yeah, and then we never see him yeah, again. Yeah, there's no point. He, he could have been anybody. It was a reference for no goddamn reason. 
<laughs> and when when I saw him, I was like, was, oh, I forgot it, he it was, was in this. Oh, now I know why. It mm. was it was probably for the cutting room floor. Yeah, which is where it ended up. No, I feel like probably a lot of this was on the cutting room floor because, like I've said before, this outside the the characters, this does not feel like a Shane Black movie at all. Uh, this no. feels very. It's like a generic action movie, not even a generic horror movie, like a generic R-rated action movie. Yeah, there really wasn't too many elements of horror in this, no. which is something that I kind of really hated about yes. it. <laughs> yes, it's it, like especially when you set up like a good crew of guys you like. It's like perfectly set up for a horror movie. It felt more like I was watching there. an action movie. Yeah, and not even a particularly great one. <laughs> no, not even. Uh, uh, where was I going at next? Oh yeah, so. How far do we want to go into uh, the main character's son, Rory, I believe? Um, It was fairly predominant throughout the entire film, but it wasn't like plot crucial, which I kind of, I I was curious why they felt the need to, well, I mean, we're talking about it, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I, I brought up, so we're on board. It felt like a major idea in the movie that they never really did do anything with they didn't flesh it out fully which i would have been there for because it seemed like it was more of just how his son was deal who's clearly has i would say if i had to take a guess it would definitely be auditory and like you know Mm -hmm. other issues i'm trying i can't think the words escaping me like i would say some mild form of autism yeah well they 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 call it asperger's and it's at yeah, they did. They did call it that. I just don't recall that. Well, I don't think they actually technically call it, but the the bullies always make fun of him by calling, saying he has Aspergers. So I'm assuming he actually does have Asperger. That now it's gonna blur together. I'm learning <laughs> as Asperger. Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, I assumed he did did actually have that, and it was an interesting idea because we see the bullies knock over yeah. all these chess pieces, and his first move is to put them all back exactly where they were. And it's like half play yeah. games. And it's like interesting. And throughout the movie, they bring up the idea that this is actually possibly the next step in evolution. And even the, so much so that the Predator sees this kid with Asperger's as the ultimate prey. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. this is my, this is the person I have to take down. And then they don't do anything with it. Like, I was expecting no. after they introduced that, would the kid come up with some way to defeat this giant predator where the life size doesn't matter? No. No. The kid really doesn't contribute anything. At the end, he's just kind of a, a you know, someone else the father has to protect. Yeah. It's like, what was the point of this? I don't get it. I, I, I again, I felt it was something that was definitely, like, alluded to, but not really explored. Yeah. Uh, it definitely feels like something Shane Black would be into, but it's. <sighs> It's not explored at all. It's just the father is the guy who kills the predator in the end with, yeah. with Olivia Munn's help. Kind of. But yeah. Kind I mean, of awesome. That 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 was awesome yeah. how they took out that super predator yeah. at the end. I oh, will yeah. say that was cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I'd, is this the worst movie ever? No. Is it bad? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. Uh, it's bad <laughs> but it's also one of those things it's interesting because i i would love to maybe get like 
not even the director's cut, but to get a version that is what Shane Black originally intended. Because there's yeah. no way to cut out that super pred or anything like that. I would like to get a version that is just what Shane Black wanted. Yeah, I would definitely like to see one without the super predator. Yeah, it feels very tacked on. Or maybe he had a better idea for the super predator than just having him jump up out of fucking nowhere and pull the other predator through a window and kill it real fast. <sighs> but yeah, it's, yeah. It, this movie does feel like missed opportunity. It's just lots of missed opportunities going on here. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. And I did want to bring this up. It's a minor detail, but it drove me nuts. So they have the original Predator strapped down in a lab, and it wakes up, and they don't have restraints strong enough to hold it. They have behind restraints that tears through easily, and it's like, really? Really? You want put behind restraints that would hold it? That. So you're fucked if you it breaks had out. This, mm. <laughs> you have had this thing in captivity for how long? Yeah. <laughs> and just randomly, it's like, oh, oh, he's awake, and we have no way to stop it. Really? <sighs> that felt so goddamn lazy. <laughs> no, no, the uh, armband that could go on anybody and turn them into a predator, that felt lazy. Oh, yeah, the... Uh... The thing added on to the end, obviously setting up a sequel that we're definitely not getting. And here's, like, I was was even kind of thinking about that weird armband thing. Like, do we have a movie where maybe that weird armband thing is introduced at the beginning and someone stumbles across it and has to deal with a super predator? I don't know if that quite sinks, but it'd be better than just tacking it on at the end because it feels like such a fucking afterthought (laughs) no it really does and like what are we supposed to get excited for now the main character is going to have this super armband suit so he can go after other predators that he's already killed in this movie i don't know is he going to be going out in space yeah flying a spaceship around yeah is is there one i don't know (laughs) no no, yeah. are we gonna get like uh, a discounted uh, Devon Sawa <laughs> person? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I would have rather had De- Devon Sawa if he played the same as he did in Fanatic. I would have rather had him in this role. Maybe. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think Boyd Holbrook. Did that, <laughs> I yeah. like how you're not opposed I'm, I'm not, to it. No, I'm not opposed to that either. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Because it was like, yeah, Devin Sawa was pretty yeah. good. He was good in that. Uh, as weird as that oh, movie God, was. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I told you. It, it, it's <laughs> I told you. It's one. not bad. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought of something else I wanted to bring up on this movie. Oh, yeah. The one crew member played by the guy from Game of Thrones. I want to say Alfie Allen. And they introduced the fact that he can yeah. do magic. I was like, ooh, how are they going to do something with that later? Because for sure they're going to do something later with that where he does magic to elude the predator or something. No. That's the one magic trick he does in the nope, entire fucking nope, movie. He just... one... <laughs> nope. Well, and apparently at some point off camera, he showed the kid a nudie playing card. Yeah, but it, we, yeah. Yeah. We found that out through a line of, line of dialogue. And I was like, oh, hey, Theon. Yeah. And I was thinking, wait, is this 2018? You're a good man, Theon. <laughs> Depending on the year it yeah. came out, my opinion would have been d- different. If it was a, some, if it was like some of those earlier years, have been like, "What's up, yeah, Dickless? Fuck you, Dickless! <laughs> you gonna be Dickless in this yeah. too?" 
And I guess he wasn't, but like, like, he, like how I, like he 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 was introduced as possibly one of the more interesting characters, and yeah, unexplored again. What in Game of Thrones or this? Well, in this, I I oh, feel in like this, in Game yeah. of Thrones he was explored <laughs> properly, <laughs> very yeah. well explored. Yes, and I. And I mean, on that subject, though, probably one of my favorite characters on the whole show. Yeah, definitely one. Definitely the one, the ones that had the most growth. Like one of my favorite character yeah. arcs. Oh yeah, definitely my favorite character arc out of the whole. Well, he show. starts out such a worm, and then by the end, you're actually kind of sympathetic. It's kind of amazing, honestly. Well, I mean, yeah. I, well, yeah, he kind of was just like kind of a hanger on sleaze bag yeah. at first, and then he became a traitorous mm-hmm. worm, and then you. Just, at first, you're like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm glad all this is happening yeah. to you. Then that scene happens. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you didn't deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't deserve that. <sighs> but hey, that guy who uh, did that, you know, he got ate by his own Yeah, dogs. that guy was bad. And now we're talking <laughs> about something way more interesting than the movie we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> we are, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Say what you will about the last hey, season I, of Game of Thrones. It's not the Predator. <laughs> yeah, it's not the Predator. I would rather watch the last season of Game of Thrones than I would watch this. I, yeah. Because there's still some pretty great moments in that last yeah, season. Yeah, the last though. season, I believe it. I like their ideas, but Jesus Christ, they half-assed the shit out of them. Too. <laughs> they really kind of lumped everything together yeah. at the end there. And you knew... Like, it felt like they were trying to get out, because H- I'm sure HBO was like, yeah, you want more episodes? You want more episodes? No. You want to flesh stuff out properly? No. You sure? We're going to do Star sure? Wars. Yeah, and then they don't even do Star Wars. Wars money now. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, The Predator. Um, this is my oh. least favorite one. Uh, would you call this your least favorite one, or do you, oh, do you still put Predators there? Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> oh, are these both, they're both tied. Okay. I, I enjoy the pre- or Predators, but yeah, this one... Predators, no. it, it, it wasn't bad. It was... Like I said, just how they... how they assume, I like this better in the sense of how they introduced the characters of what would be the team for mm-hmm. the film. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. liked the team better in this one and how they oh, introduced sure. everybody there. I just kind of felt there was way more missing from Predators. Oh, yeah. No, I I actually like like the team in Predators, I feel like wasn't even meant to be people you really like. But here, these felt like people I actually liked. Yeah. And they are just in the worst Predator movie. (laughs) It's just kind of like, you know, it it was kind of the case of like, just, you know, we can't we can't all be Han Solo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But are we ready to get to. Well, we've already covered the uh, the fine thing, and we've covered the bad thing. Are we ready to get to the pretty damn good thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's get to the damn good thing. Yeah, the first five episodes of Jessica Jones. Yeah. Um, of the Marvel Netflix seasons I've seen, I don't know which I like better, the first season of Daredevil over the first season of this, because I love them both. And they're very different, I feel, but they're both dark and gritty. They have, yeah, They both they- have that going on. Um, they definitely have like a like a, like you said a dark and gritty nature to both of them, but different. Yes, for sure. Very different. Uh, it's definitely more psychological here. Uh, yeah. In, in Daredevil, we were dealing more with Fisk and a physical presence and just crime. This is a psychological thing. Um, I think David Tennant as the villain here is absolutely terrifying. It's- 
fucking great. Yeah, no, he's amazing. I'm loving it. I'm loving every second of it. <laughs> like, just yeah. watching, like, yes, chew that scenery, David. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. you also have to think about the type of character he's playing. He's playing yeah. uh, Purple Man, or I believe he's just called Kilgrave in this series. Yes. But his power is that if he tells you to do something, you're filled with an uncontrollable desire to do it. Which, essentially, it's like mind control, except with the added psychological yeah. effect of making you really want it so you feel guilty for whatever he asks you to do so fun lots of uh lots of people ptsd from this guy because such a piece of shit <laughs> yeah he really is a f- yeah he is a piece of shit yeah um i I'm very surprised also so far of the different actors that I've seen from the boys. Yes, yes. In this series alone. Yeah, there's two. Because uh, mm. Starlight yeah. mm. and Ashley are both in this show. Yes, before they were in the boys. Yes. Uh, Starlight is, uh, well, the case, her her parents want Jessica Jones to find their daughter and their daughter is Starlight. And then Ashley not, is not actually Starlight. Different, different character. Different oh, character. Name. I thought it was the same character. <laughs> Shit, I'm getting confused. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I mean, no. they both ironically are from Kansas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, but then we also have Ashley from uh, the boys, and she's one of Jessica's neighbors. Uh, the neighbors are. <laughs> she plays such a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yes, she does. Yes, she. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Jessica Jones is a, essentially a superhero private eye. She has super strength, and in this, she can jump really high. In the comic book, I believe yeah. she can fly. She just doesn't really like doing it a lot because she doesn't like to be out there that much. <laughs> Play it a bit yeah. more low-key. Um, yeah, I don't know much about the comics, so you would probably know more on that realm than me. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in the comic book, essentially, it's, it's similar and it's different. In the comic book, she actually had a costume and a superhero name. Um, now, when we first see her in the comic book, it's after that phase. When the when we pick up in the TV series, that's essentially when we first get introduced to Jessica Jones in the comic book. It's after her superhero phase, after the Purple Man got a hold of her. And now she's like this kind of broken down detective. And what I dig about the characters, she doesn't see herself as a superhero. She sees herself as just this terrible piece of shit. But she actually still is a superhero. She actually still is actively helping people. Um, Just in a different way. Yeah. Well, even, you know, I mean, you could say she's doing it for money, but there's even cases where she's not doing it for money. Like uh, like how she's helping Malcolm right now, which is brutal. Like, in the first five episodes, we find out one of her neighbors, Malcolm, uh, yeah. has been hired by Kilgrave to be taking pictures of her nonstop. Because Kilgrave's got a little obsession with her. Yeah. And and he pretty much got him hooked on smack. Yeah. Well, his, his the effects of his powers only last 12 to 13 hours. So if he's going to keep this guy in line daily, he's got to get him hooked on something else. And so he got him hooked on drugs. And what? We saw a picture of him six months ago where he looked fine. And now, now yeah. he looks like a druggie. He's not doing well. <laughs> Yeah, and he had moved in six months ago. Yeah, uh, and yeah, he's been Kilgrave spy for that time. And right now, Jessica Jones. Last we saw him, he's locked up in the bathroom, uh, and she's just trying to get him going clean. through it. Yeah, 
And it looked, he was going through. And it looked it. like he, he had access looked, to some drugs for one last hit, and he threw it in the toilet. And yeah, <laughs> and Jessica's helping him out through. Yeah. That. <laughs> yep, Jessica is a great person. Well, she's she's trying. She, I'm certain she would disagree. Oh, she, I'm her, <laughs> well, but yeah. yeah, but for what she's doing for him, yeah, she she's a great person in my book. Yeah. Well. Yeah, she's well. As as we already brought up, uh, I don't remember how long she was with Kilgrave. I don't know if it was like a few weeks or a month. But yeah, she was essentially his. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Her mind, the his mind controlled buddy for the for that period. And during yeah. that time, she, like he had her do everything, and she hates it. She hates the person she was during yeah. that period, even though it wasn't really her. It's she feels like it was her. So yeah, she's got scars. Yeah, and she he, <laughs> and she hates him even more. Oh God, yeah. Well, who wouldn't yeah. love Kilgrave? I it's, I mean, I was about to say I love it, and I do love how dark it is. But one of the first things we see Kilgrave do is he when he he finds a place to stay, and he sees this family. He just knocks on the door. Hey, invite me in. He comes in. They have some kids. Hey, kids are better seen and not heard. And not better not heard or seen. So go into that closet and just stay there. And they go into that closet and stay there. He's dark as fuck. Yeah. He's kind of terrifying. Yeah, one of the mm. one of the kids even said that she needed to use the bathroom. And he's like, just go in there. Yeah, and she does. As soon as he gets in the closet, and, she goes in there. Mm. Yeah, it's just like, it's... Uh, that that power that he has is dangerous, and he is obviously using it to the worst way possible. Yeah. No. Well, you could tell, like, in the first episode kind of sets up how like terrifying, how terrified Jessica is of just this guy because he's yeah, like he starts telling you to do stuff, and then you're fucked. There's no escape. Um, yeah. I guess we haven't we haven't even gone to Luke Cage. So Luke Cage does have a supporting role in this series i believe he's probably in about half the episodes and uh yeah so far he's been in like a good chunk of them so far yeah um he has a bar he's he has his superpowers but he's not really doing the hero thing he's kind of lying low um yeah him and jessica kind of have a relationship it's kind of on and off playing it seems like yeah we do find out that while she was under Kilgrave's control, he killed. She killed uh, Luke Cage's wife, which I don't believe was something even she knew until a bit later. No. So yeah, she's got some scars from that one. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be curious as to how that's gonna play out. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen this. As, as I recall, not well. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I'm just curious if it's gonna be a payoff here or in Defenders. It's or here. Defenders will be the fallout. I, okay, it'll be here. Uh, Defenders, as I recall, Defenders is kind of the patch up. <laughs> but uh, where was I going? I wanted to bring up something with Luke Cage. Now I'm brain farting on it. Oh, sorry. I blame my broken hand. <laughs> if it is broken, was it was it the it's fact true. that those boys came in that bar? Thinking that they were going to start some shit yeah. with Luke Cage. Yeah. And Luke Cage and Jessica <laughs> so Jones essentially, just pretty much no issue. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much like they fucked around. Yeah. And then they found out. <laughs> yeah, and I love Jessica Jones is going there to help save him, and he's actually more powerful than she is. 
I mean, my man took a bottle, a broken bottle, yeah. straight to the jugular. Yeah. And it shattered on the yeah. guy's hand. He, he just shrugs like it, it sh- off. From... Uh, he just kind of brushes a tiny flake mm-hmm. off uh, and throws the dude through a table. It has been a while since I've uh, caught up with the comic book. As of the point when season one aired in the comic book, I do believe Luke Cage and Jessica Jones were married with a kid. Okay. Um, now, I haven't read that far into a comic book series. That being said, uh, the comic book series was actually kind of interesting. It dealt with a lot of the issues, and there's a lot of guest stars throughout it. Um, okay. I know she dates Scott Lang throughout the thing, but nothing serious. I know she has... Oh, I... oh go ahead. I was looking up some like you know some comic lore into Jessica Jones mm-hmm. for that old costume, and I was curious. Yeah. I was like, I wonder, and that's what caused me to look it up. And one of the photos I saw was of uh, her in costume kissing Daredevil, but it was like the yellow and black version of Daredevil, hmm. or the yellow and red one. Wife, right? hmm. yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, I mean, I, there's probably lots of her history we haven't seen during her superhero times, well, which. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, she doesn't have a whole lot of, like... It's a hairband. I mean, it's all superhero <laughs> times, really. But, like, um, her times of actually wearing a costume and going by a superhero name, very short-lived in the comic book. And I don't think we even get that in the series. I think when she does the superhero stuff, she just normal Jessica Jones. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, um, I love this series. I love jessica just dealing with this this piece of shit guy Kilgrave, and Kilgrave's gotta be one of the best marvel villains i mean yeah so far whether or not this is uh, whether or not this is strictly uh canon or it's it's at least pseudo canon at this point i think at worst uh born again will be a soft reboot i don't think they're gonna (coughs) reboot everything but yeah. yeah i hope not i really hope that they bring back uh foggy and uh the assistant actress yeah karen mm-hmm. yeah no i kind of i want them to bring back everybody and uh, with the except uh, i think he'd probably do a good job so i'm okay if they bring back the actor who plays iron fist but i'm okay if they recast him as well yeah that's about it um i, I i'd be very who, happy if uh that guy who played punisher comes back too oh john bernthal yeah yeah i'd be yeah. very I okay definitely with definitely want him back he was my favorite punisher by far and oh, i like yeah. thomas jane's anyway. I, I like thomas jane too i like him as an actor and i actually enjoyed yeah. his punisher movie as kind of yeah. hokey and tacky as it was it was still a good movie yeah yeah it's it's not uh, it's not a great movie but i like him as the punisher and he did that uh, little short fan film like quite a few years later and that was great oh that i didn't was, know that really yeah, it's called Dirty Laundry. I believe it's on YouTube. Okay. But yeah, it's it's a good one. Uh, and that's also, Thomas Jane as, as Frank Castle in that. <laughs> I mostly enjoyed uh, Will Patton in that movie. Yeah. Because uh, I, I enjoy him in almost anything yeah, he's he in. Yeah, he was good, yeah. He's, he's great as, in everything. He, as like the, the, the flunky to uh, Saint. Yeah, he was good in that. You and know? Actually, Travolta wasn't that bad in this. No, as a villain? Yeah, no. he kind of worked in that. No, I mean, and I mean, we've and I seen remember... him play a villain and be absolutely horrendous. Um, Battlefield yeah. Earth. Mm-hmm. Not great in Broken Arrow. Not Swordfish. 
I barely even remember Swordfish. But I mean, yeah, also though, there, there's times when he plays the villain, like in Punisher, um, Face Off, yeah. where he is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it, he's hit and miss when he's a villain. He's definitely. I feel like he's more the fanatic. He, he was out. He the, was the the hero. But yeah, <laughs> fanatic. I mean, was, the fan- fanatic, fanatic was, he was the interesting. <laughs> Well, they, I mean, he and De- he and Saul were he and Devin were both kind of the bad guys. Yeah, they were both bad guys from different angles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you still don't break into people's houses. No, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely want as far as like the original uh, Netflix people back. I'd want most of them back. Uh, like I said, yeah. Iron Fist is the one I'm most flexible on. The actress who played Colleen Wing in the Iron Fist series, though, I would actually really like to bring her back because I thought I thought she did a really good job. I liked her more than him in that I, series. I like... I'll I'll admit that one I couldn't get past the first episode. It's not great at all. Season two is better than season it's one, not. but it's not. It's it's definitely the weakest of these series. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and I mean I I kind of feel that the third season of Daredevil. Definitely starts off very rocky. Uh, see, I haven't seen season but, three of Daredevil yet, so it'll be nice to go through them. Mm. Yeah, that was uh, Daredevil was definitely one that I was like, I waited for those to come out, and I binged them when they came Shit. out. Like, and I'm just realizing, I think the only one of the Netflix series I've seen all the way through, well, Defenders and Iron Fist, somehow. Okay. Like, Defenders, which was, I think it's a little underrated. I think it's fine. And then Iron Fist, by far my least favorite, and I've seen all of it. I don't know how that ended up happening. <laughs> you hate binged it. Yes, I guess you so. You hate watched it. Fuck it, I'm going through it now. <laughs> it must have been something Focus. like that. Focus. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get through it unless I charge. <laughs> yeah. Well, back to Miss Jones. Yes. Like again. This series came out, I kind of slept on mm-hmm. it because I had my own opinions on like Kristen Ritter as an actress. And I've kind of I found myself just like I'll watch a few episodes, you know. Like when when I started watching this for the show, I was like, all right, you know. I started it, I was like, all right, I'll watch a few and then I'll call it a night, you know. Yeah, no, I watched all five the first night. Yeah. Well one sitting very easily. Well, the first episode ends really dark, but like as we get more into the Kilgrave stuff and just all that yeah. he did to Jessica, and I feel like, that, <sighs> yeah, and that's really what's keeping me there because how that story is unraveling mm-hmm. and how it's being told, I, I, I'm really enjoying like the dark path that they're taking mm-hmm. and how they're really not afraid to go no. there in places, like, whew. and Tenet is just giving so. M- He's giving so much to us mm-hmm. in every scene that he's yeah. in, I, uh, and and even Kristen Ritt, like even Kristen Ritter. There's even times where I'm even blown away by her acting, mm-hmm. and I'm not a big fan of yeah. hers. Well, I think I think she does a good job here. I think Tenet, I think it really helps as as well. We get so little of him in the, like the first episode, and as as it goes, it builds up. It, it, I think we're at least till episode three or four till we even see his face. And then we yeah, start well, a bit like more we regularly. hear first time we heard the voice, I, it, I I almost like grabbed my phone and was like, "Dude, is that is that the doctor? Yeah. <laughs> it's the evil doctor." 
Like I'm watching Jessica Jones and I'm hearing David. I'm hearing eight. Yeah. Is that eight? No wait. He was. He was ten. He was ten. That's eight right. Eight was Paul McGann, the guy who was just in the movie. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Eight was definitely the the <laughs> least used of the doctors. Only. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He's that guy in the '90s who was there. Yeah, he had one TV movie, and then like 20 years later, he had a short. <laughs> yeah, and I think he's appeared in a few books on tape. Oh, I'm sure he's done that. It. I think they've all done that quite a bit. Thank God, Tom Baker's. I mean, I know to do something. Just to do, yeah, finally yeah, do them. Yeah. But it's still like I'm cool with it. Yeah, it's Tom <laughs> Baker. I can't. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 like one of the best doctors. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, Baker and Tennant are well, tied with me for my favorites. Really, at this point, I love them both. You <laughs> see, out of the re- out of the reboot of yeah. them, I gotta say Eccleston. Eccleston really is like underrated. Eccleson and... I kind of like how scarred he is, because there's there and how dark and yeah brooding he is. Because I look at it as he's just coming out of the regeneration of being the War Doctor. Yeah. So a lot of the War Doctor is still there. Yeah. And you and how much she's giving in that and yeah no there I mean I liked I liked ten I liked eleven they were all the both of those were great um, Capaldi was I never right. finished Capaldi that's where I've that's the last Doctor Who I've seen <laughs> yeah I kind of started tuning out because I didn't like the uh, the uh, companion I I was even fine with Clara but. I don't know. I just. I hated Clara. See, I felt. I hated, hated, hated Clara. The, see, I felt. I felt like with Capaldi, like as much as I love the Stephen Moffat stuff that he did earlier, and even throughout Eleven, I think he did a good job. But I felt like with Capaldi, it, like all the stories got the like these complex, epic feels, and it's like. I feel like that's better like at most every four episodes or something. Give us give us some simple stories, okay. you know? Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, that does. I'll give you that. But that wasn't the only reason why. Um, mm. Stephen Moffat leaving the series was also another reason why I kind of stopped watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that nobody can write a Doctor Who story better than him. <laughs> like, like when you look at, like I, I was getting a little burnt out on his stuff in, throughout 12. But, like, I would say, possibly as far as overall writing, I think Eleven might have had some of the best stuff. And he was, oh, in, yeah. he was in charge Definitely. throughout that whole run as well, so. Definitely. Well, and and I, I like Matt Smith, too. Yeah. And I, I just, I kind of felt that Clara should have left the show when he did. Yeah. Maybe for the first yeah. season of Capaldi, and then, you know, bye. Mm-hmm. See, Get off the TARDIS. See, I'm Get okay. Shit and go. One thing I do hate about New Who is I feel like they just go through characters just way too quickly. I mean, what, the longest run we've had for Doctor is three seasons? Yes. We're talking Doctor Who, and I can't believe we're not even bringing this up. What, the new Doctor, or? No, no. Uh, now, now I'm really curious. Uh, Bernard Cribbins. Yeah. Bernard Cribbins. Oh yeah. He, he passed died away long, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he uh, played um, uh, Donna's uh, father. That's right. Yeah, I I recognize his face. Yeah. I was like, what do I know him from? One. 
Yeah, yeah, he had passed away too. Um, Apparently, there is going to be a new special that will air Mm -hmm. around the holidays. I think the new Doctor Who special that they filmed. Yeah, he filmed scenes for it. Really, and that it will be some of the last bit of work he did before he died. Wow, I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah. Doc- yeah, we were talking about Doctor Who, and it just it just made me think of that. Well, so. yeah, I had forgotten about that. Doctor Who is definitely a series I want to get back up to date on, but I do too. And I mean, mm-hmm. I've heard good things with the Jodie Whittaker thing yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm I, I I have no problem with the Doctor being a woman. Yeah, well, like there's so many. In fact, ways I have kind of a, it easily. I kind of have a faint memory of Tennant mentioning it once that he that he almost was one a few generations ago. Mm-hmm. And it kind of was just like written off. It's just kind of a joke, yeah. but also completely possible. Mm-hmm. Well, the, and in that realm, I the, 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 it's an alien species. Mm-hmm. It perfectly not out of their own possibility in my mind. <laughs> well, I mean, people like to take you know, oh my god, the doctor can't be a woman. Listen, the entire idea of regeneration was just created so they could essentially reboot the character when the actors wanted to quit. That's yeah, it, or recast it. Yeah. It's... Or, you know, if the show loses popularity, they could always bring it back. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was written as like a, a writer's loophole. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, Tenet is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, mine too. Uh, I'd say that he had some of the best stories oh, yeah. out of the reboot run. Well, yeah, the uh, like what the stuff Moffat wrote for him, I loved. The the tenant stuff with Moffat, awesome. Uh. Are you are you getting just, musical on me? <laughs> you no, know, no. I was just you know the drums. Yeah. The never. Oh never yeah. Eh. I, I forgot about that, but yeah, that was a yeah, while ago. That was <laughs> that was a great great arc. Yeah. That was a great few episode arc. Yeah. But uh, anything. That's is- one that I. Oh, I'll say that. Oh, just about the uh, who real quick. That is definitely one that I will start and then just watch that entire story. Oh, for sure. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, wait, this they planted seeds for this a long time ago. So I need to go back a few more yeah. episodes. Oh, I just need to rewatch this whole season. Mm. You know what? We're we're going with Eccleston. <laughs> Gosh. And also, Eccleston played a damn good John Lennon. Oh, I've not seen his John Lennon. Mm. He, I forget the name of the movie where he played Lennon, but he did, he did a good John Lennon. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to add for Jessica Jones? Um, as somebody who is pretty much watching it for the very first time, I love this, and I'm really hoping that Disney can find a way to bring more of her stories out. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that does bring up something I wanted to mention, because I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast yet. Um, the uh, According to rumors, uh, Daredevil will have Rumor a supporting mill. role. Daredevil and Kingpin will have a supporting role in the Echo TV series. And okay. Daredevil's uh, storyline through that will be that he is looking for Jessica Jones. That she is missing and he needs to find her. Mm. Okay. So I have also heard. Well, also from the She-Hulk trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I <laughs> I don't know too many heroes who use billy clubs. Yeah, yeah. Apparently but, he's gonna be in that as well. So he's gonna be a busy which, guy. <laughs> uh, which I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
She-Hulk and Daredevil, both of their day jobs, are attorneys. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that I'm, for sure. Mm. I, I, I'm sure, at least. I mean, Matt Murdock has already been introduced to the MCU. Yes. Very briefly, which but is, absolutely counts. <laughs> absolutely counts. Mm-hmm. He saved our boy Peter Parker from getting a brick to the face. Yes. I'm sure Peter wouldn't have caught it. I'm sure... <laughs> Well, I'm no Peter would have still, but you know, like, well, we, I mean, we don't know if he was just presenting himself as an attorney or you're like, here, please allow me and my firm to represent, yeah. represent you in this. And then psh, you're fucking hired. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we still don't know if he's playing Daredevil. He might just be mild man attorney, Matt Murdock. Remember, he didn't catch the break because he's Daredevil. He taught it, caught it because he's a really good attorney. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I know that his name is Matt Murdock. Yeah. <laughs> How did you catch it? I'm I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> but I may or may not have yelled that in the theater <laughs> that part. Uh, so are we ready? Uh, oh yeah. Do you know? Did you do a pick for next week? Oh no, I did not. Um, I have something I can it throw in there escaped. if you're interested. Okay. Uh, so right now I have Lightyear, which is supposed to come on Disney Plus on August 3rd. And then we have okay. Prey, which is definitely coming out on Friday on Hulu. And then there's that new right. Netflix movie uh, by the writer and directors of the last two Captain America and Avengers movies. Uh, Gray Man. That's on Netflix. Are you interested okay. in that <laughs> Yeah, I'm interested in Gray Man. Okay. So... We can add that to the, the agenda for next week. So that would give us Lightyear, Prey, and Gray Man. Does that work for you? Yeah, that works. All right, so that's next week. Okay. And then I can talk to you after the And we're doing the, <sighs> we're doing the other uh, Jessica Jones episodes? The, the, well, the week after is when that's on the, the agenda. Mm. Okay, okay. We will we will get to them. We will get. To them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Anything you want to add before we sign out? Uh, no. Yeah, no. I think I think we're good. Uh, everyone, have a good one. <laughs> Take care. I want to go ahead and add some audio credits at the end here. Uh, the theme music you're hearing at the beginning and end of this podcast was uh, written and performed by George Johnson, a very good friend of mine. And my current Patreons are uh, Fel Martins, David Lara, and Lindsay Painkhurst. If you'd like to become a patron, go ahead and follow the link down below. Anything you can provide would be incredibly helpful to this channel. We're barely limping by right now. Uh, I'd love to make this my full-time job, but I'm miles away from that right now. So any help you could provide, just a dollar a month would be amazing. You know you want to. All your friends are doing it. I can't hit stop while I'm holding the freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs>